Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. So, well, we're back and we have Teresa. You're back with us. So we had so much, so for our listeners, we wrapped last week and then we kept talking after we were finished recording and you had, Teresa, you had so much more good stuff to say that I was like, that's it. You got to come back because <laughs> there's just more, you know, and it's what are just, you doing next week? <laughs> right. I was telling my friend, like, I was like, I'm kind of nervous about doing this. And Jim, you sent me the podcast and I was like, I, I, I can't listen to it. I like, can't do it. I can't. Yes. I can't. And so my friend was like, Adrian, she's like, I'll listen to it for you. And I was like, okay. Okay. It was just really, really cool because like, it's all just kind of full circle, you know? Right. So so what'd they say? They all loved it. They all absolutely, absolutely loved it. And um, Adrian said that she's like, so tonight she just like way earlier this morning. She's like, this is your testimony. Now this is where you are. This is your testimony. And just think. Yeah you bring a fresh perspective to it too. And that's what I think I like about it. You know, like just from the feeling of it, when we were doing it last week, like when we were talking and stuff and you were, you were saying like, I don't, I can't relate, but you can relate because it's still relatable to people, even though it's, yeah. it's medical, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's a human, right. human beings, you know? Yeah. I don't know how often, but you said that you listened to uh, the T and Q, right? Every now and again, Marcus's wife is on there, and it's yeah, yep, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's way different when she's on. She's because she's she's so she brings such an emotional quotient to it, and right. It's, it's very interesting because I don't know you probably didn't see this actually, but Eric's Eric's hashtag was always never quit. He wore his heart on that. his sleeve. Was always never quit. He wore his heart on his sleeve. He always put these really long posts. On Facebook, he was trying to deal with his pain. He was dealing with things that had occurred to him. His son had committed suicide when he was 14, like two years before he was killed. Um, so he was going through this, going through the struggles. And so Eric would always say, never quit. Hashtag never quit. Hashtag never quit. So after he was killed, I heard of that podcast. Okay. And this is why this is all full circle. And this is God, because I'm like, podcasts. I don't do podcasts. I don't listen. I just started listening to him this summer. And I heard that team never quit one. And I'm like, that just because of the never quit, you know, and yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. Yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. But all of the things that have occurred to me over the summer, like I was talking about last time with the roadblocks and stuff, like all of the insights that I've gained have been from, from different, from podcasts. And so that medium there is amazing. And so like, and then like the day that I was walking, the day that he was killed, I was walking and I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to this podcast, your guys's. And it was with Chuck, with Chuck and just listening to Jim, you talking about, um, I mean, I already told you this, but just you talking about, you know, the squeaky wheel or the the shopping cart wheel and like, yeah. mm-hmm. are you in your spot and where you're supposed to be? And just like, it was really, really relatable. And then just the, the door jam thing, like it's just little things like that, that you can twit, twitch your mind a little bit around to kind of change your perspective and your thoughts, you know, cause that's kind of what we have to do. And, um, so it was, and that changed my entire day hearing that podcast mm-hmm. and listening to your guys. Cause I, I was like, I'm just going to listen to it. And just 
whatever. And it was, and like I said to Jim, this was in October. This was an October pod. Cause I went back and looked and I was like, when was this? Do- oh, this was October. So what you guys were saying back then resonated to somebody now, you know? Yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. And I remember Chuck saying, you know, and Chuck was so humble about it. I mean, that's what right. Chuck has such a sincere, I mean, he started the the whole episode just by saying like, disclaimer, please filter this through whatever you need to, because I'm coming right. from a place where I don't understand, but I'm going to offer what I, what I know and what I have. And, and then he goes on to say, you know, even if just one person, you know, just one person, and that's been our whole thing this entire time is that, you know, it's, yeah, we want more people to listen because we want people that need it and enjoy and can benefit from it to, you know, to get it out there. But at the same time, like at the end of the day, like if that one person has breakthrough and is encouraged, that is, that is the prize, you know? So just to have you say that is just huge right i mean and just the way that it all occurred i remember you telling me actually like at one of the dinners that you know you just happen to have all this podcast stuff that you bought like you don't have anything to do with it yeah i just happened to get it and then it's like oh and then jim's really doing working in this realm and it's like ding here you go you know and so those are the things like that's like this week like that's why i'm doing this because yeah am i scared yeah am i nervous yeah but also, it's not about me anymore, you know? Right. So yep. when we first started, I would watch the numbers, like I would refresh all day long and yeah. it was just unhealthy. So now Ashley looks at them and if it's like when they're good and stuff like that and it's exciting, she lets me know, like whichever person hears it, they needed to hear it. That's a good number for us. Cause that's cause you're speaking the word. That's why, because yeah. this is where you're supposed to be and you're, you are speaking the word of it. And so like, and that's kind of where this, the weight loss thing came into play and everyone keeps like, how what's your secret? What's your secret? I'm like, I don't have any secrets. Like I, I didn't do it for me. This has not been for me. This has been here. I need to heal right. here. Yeah. And right. that's the side effect of that and connect this. And, you know, and so I don't know what the scale says. I don't care. You know, like I just, it's the same as like the numbers, but, but that's why you guys are a good team because you need to work off each other like that. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? And I yeah. think that's an excellent thing that you can, so then you can create this most amazing thing that you are able to touch lives. And I just think that's amazing. You that's know? awesome. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very humbled <laughs> to be, <laughs> to, to, to be doing yeah. that. Well, yeah. but you know, because it's just a time. It's like I was before we started recording tonight. I was telling you guys, it's been a week. It's been a week of frustration and stress, and you know, like I said, and it's a selfish statement. So, like a disclaimer: this is a self. This is just me being a little bit selfish in my own flesh. But I, I was frustrated this week about working in an atmosphere that there's two kind of polarized sides giving all the commentary for. And I found myself super frustrated with that and just thing after thing piling on and piling on. And uh, yeah. So last week we were talking about um, compassion fatigue and I find myself like in the middle of that right now where I'm like, you know, our pastor Carl listened to last week's episode and he was commenting on how we, he said, you guys might be onto something with that terminology with compassion fatigue because 
kind of the same thing. You have all these people with their 50, you know, their different points of view and you find yourself in the middle and just losing the ability to care. Yeah. You know, and it's just, I'm not there. I I don't think I'm, (laughs) I don't think I'm capable of not being able to care. I don't think that's a thing that I'll ever experience. And maybe that's to my own detriment, but so we were talking last week after we wrapped up about self-care and, and taking care of oneself and the importance of it. And Teresa, you seem to have come through a season of taking that to masterclass level. <laughs> so with that, let's go ahead and if you can like give us some insight on that. Uh, sure. So um, we were talking um, last week and I, I ran away, right? I went across the country. Um, I don't think I'm ever been in a place of like complete burnout. Like we were talking of my, of nursing. I'm not there yet either. Um, compassion fatigue. Absolutely. I mean, I knew I had to leave the ICU. Um, I knew I had to go into the ER. I knew that there was stuff in the ER that was affecting me. Um, and then I had some, some very, very terrible personal things happen in over a quick period for me. And, um, I mean, I, I did lose my ability to feel, stuff um for people you know in my head I mean selfishly I'd be like well I'm going through stuff too so that was always hard um and then I so that's why I so that's why I took off I went I went out of state and I started working on me again and like I mean I enjoyed being outdoors and um just getting outside and learning the the space of that and the peace of that and I know um I've been told by people like we all hear God and certain places. And, um, I definitely hear him outdoors. So, um, mostly like closest to him, of course, in church and things like that and listening to music and worship music and stuff. But for me, that's where I, I hear him the closest. Yeah. So that is my daily church. Um, getting outside, uh, with my dogs, my passion was for hunting and I, wanted to heal and I would pray and I would say, um, mind, body, and soul. That's what I wanted to heal. And I wanted to connect to, um, was my, was my, my mind to my body. And then also my soul needed to be healed. And I realized when I came home that everything that I left here was still here. Hmm. And when you walk away, yeah, you are faced with the choices of who you are and how you are presenting into the world. And who, who do you want to be? And that was some of the, the tough questions I was um, asking myself and being gone. And, you know, you, you do get to recreate your identity a little bit when you're in a new place because they don't, people don't know you. They don't know anything about you. You know, I, right. I grew up in, in um, you know, in Swartz Creek and I work in Grand Blanc and I mean, I'm in the same community and I was in the same medical community. I was in the same first responder community. I was in the same community of things and good and bad, you know, you, you become labeled or you become a person that you are. And so you really want to look at yourself. And so that was my goal when I went away. Um, I didn't know it at the time because I was like, I'm just getting away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I fell in love again with nursing, like I talked about. And I fell in love with um, uh, the outdoors and climbing mountains, especially in Washington. There's nothing like it. And it was the hardest thing. And I always equate for myself, my personal my personality is, is if that's hard, I'm going to do it because it's hard. It's a challenge. Yeah. I, I like, I want to know why yeah. I want to hit the, you know, I'm headstrong. I want to go into it. So, um, 
So I was working on that and I was, you know, starting to eat healthier, taking care of my body, taking care of my, um, the, the passion for the, the bird hunting. That was the whole point of me starting to get healthy with exercise so that I could go come home in the fall and go hunting with my dogs. Cause I like to be outside. And then, um, I went to Duke and when COVID happened, I started focusing really in on eating healthy and self-care because we all know that, that our immune systems need, we need sleep. We need, you know, you can preach it all day long. You can preach that you need food, you know, healthy food and sleep and vitamins and things like that. And, but like living it and doing it is really important too. And you want to keep your, you know, your immune systems functioning in a good level. And so it was really working on that kind of there. And when I came home, I still hadn't worked on my soul and my, Myself. And um, I think God put a lot of things in my place um, over the summer. Like I was talking about the roadblocks and stuff. He was like, there's some stuff you got to deal with. And um, so I really learned, I really buckled down and started taking care of the mind part of it. And um, some of the big things I do that I, is my meditation. I try to control the thoughts and the inputs. I did that a lot when I was in North Carolina because we got the constant noise yeah. and I wanted to know how I felt and what I thought myself. So that, right. was, that was a really big deal. And um, we get kind of sucked into our environment of where we are. Um, you pick up the energy of the people that are you're around. And if we're all anxious, which we all are right now, um, how do you, how do you come down from that? How yeah. do you stop? how do you shut off those switches? How do you help with that? You know, and, and Jim, you mentioned earlier how, you know, you're running 12 calls in a 12 hour shift. Like when, when do you breathe? When do you stop? When do you, you know, switch that over and, and come down a little bit from it. And, um, that I think that all kind of relates to the compassion fatigue of it, where we Mm -hmm. get those constant stimulators, constant, constant, and, and ER and first responders, especially like our adrenaline crashes are tough. I'm, I'm learning to recognize finally. Right. I did not recognize it for a really long time. I would be on an adrenaline high because you have to be and your cortisol levels are crazy. If you want to get into the medical and the, all that stuff of it. And you're just like the, the adrenaline is that fight or flight, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly in motion, constantly in motion. Um, and I needed, so, how, so my big thing was how do I shut this off? And that was when I really started learning, um, to control my, my behaviors and my, my speech. Like, what do I say? What am I around? Who am I around? Um, that was, those are the big things I think. And especially the meditation that's and right. meditation. I, so, and, and routines, like you talk about successful people and everyone gets up. I'm an early morning person. People know this about, yep. I am up at four thirty five o'clock, like on the dot. That's me. So I started, but I would always get up, like be tired and running into the ER at 6am and I'm on two wheels getting in there because I was running behind because I didn't get up in time. And then you hit the door and we used to have a little bit of a lull where you could get your coffee or you could kind of just kind of ease into the day a little bit. We no longer have that. So I was tired of hitting the ground, running two wheels. And so I started getting up a little bit earlier and taking time to kind of focus myself. Mm-hmm. How am I going to yeah. present the day? Then it, it kind of moved into, um, you know, hearing God more 
honestly, I mean, I know that that's, and he would, I would hear him more in that moment. And I would say prayers in the morning now. And yeah, absolutely. Into that. And now you cannot take that away from me. I will still get up every morning at 5 a.m. And I will still, even if it's five minutes, even if it's five minutes, it's five yeah. minutes that's not mine, that is his, that I can finally just breathe. So it's funny too, a couple things. Um, one, it's like key in the environment we're working in to find some kind of way to get switched on, right? You have to take that time and because that, that'll set the tone for the whole day. Also, as far as like hearing from God and stuff like this, there's a story, this is real time. This, so this is probably two, three years ago now, but we were posted early in the morning and that's when, you know, I'm doing a devotional because we, we kind of sponsor one as TLE and I put it out every week. And a main part of that was to hold myself accountable. Cause I know if the pastors are on there doing it, <laughs> you know, that I want to make sure that I do it, you know, pastor Jim unbeknownst to everyone really will call me out if I haven't. But anyway, this day I was just reading, just reading the Bible and I have this, I don't know, it's like a learning disability. Maybe you could consider that when I was in school, but it's called a visual processing delay. So basically it just equates to, I have to read the page like two or three times to the rest of the world, reading it like once and being done. So I'm reading out of, I think acts at the time and where the section of town we were in was East side and some like crack, crack, crack shots get fired off, but they were like, in my experience, a couple blocks over, but we had a third rider with us and he's like, Oh my gosh, they're shooting. And I just like, kept reading my windows down because it was summertime you know i'm like man like are they shooting at us <laughs> he's like i don't think so i'm like well it's checking with me if, if we get hit or whatever if they hit the rig <laughs> you know and just kept going but i was like so it was so important to me to be to have that time you know yeah. and you know i have in fact finished stuff that i've been reading and we pull into someone's driveway or something and i literally finished that thought and then be like ah, go take care of whatever it is you know but it's important those things are important and like one last thing kind of and then i'll turn it back over to you um the community community is something at freedom center church i know we talk about in, in great length and how important it is especially in times like this but healthy community I would say is what's paramount. And if community yeah. is you get done with your shift and, and your whole crew and your whole gang goes and gets wrecked, you know, that is not necessarily, and this isn't meant to be like, this is not condemnation. I'm not like pointing fingers, but it's just unhealthy, especially now, especially the, the, you know, the volume at which our system, our Genesee County system is running in which includes all of the ERs and stuff like that. You guys are already at capacity when I'm flying in there with somebody else. Yeah. You know, like the other morning I delivered a dude who was having a tr problem with his trach and I just, you know, come blazing in. I think I turned him over to you <laughs> and then I'm out, mm -hmm. you know, and then back again. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't change the fact that, you know, that Teresa's getting this dude set up and doing his care. I believe I've literally probably done that to you half a dozen times in my career when you're not even done with that guy mm -hmm. getting his initials, you know, his, 
like initial process started and I'm right back. Mm. You know, it's just, so it's key, I think, to be in that community and have that and have your people, but it's got to be healthy. It can't just be, you can't find any health in the bottom of a bottle, which is to say, hey, look, I think that a beer and a burger makes perfect sense. It just makes sense. That's okay. But 10 beers and 17 shots and till you can't stand up and then you have to get up and go back in the next day and do it again. That won't last. That won't last for you. So, you know, I think the, the commonality is that, you know, are you, are you running away from stuff or are you trying to face it and process through it? You know, um, I think there's always going to be things that we don't know how to deal with. We don't know what we need to deal with. I know that certainly even in the last year for us, there's been things that I I don't know what I need to do next, you know, depending on um, what's going on in my life and what I need to do. But I I know that God does, you know, and I know that he'll take me one step at a time, you know, Um, that's all of us to a lot of degrees, you know, we, there's things that we don't want to deal with. There's just things that are hard um, that are overwhelming. There's things that have happened in our past. So it's like, what am I supposed to even do with that now? You know, except, you know, do I just never quit and keep moving forward? Or is there something that I need to go back and like, like, like work through, you know? And I think, I think I've mentioned that on prior episodes before where it's not like, you know, you, you gashed your knee, you're going to get surgery, get it repaired, you know, physical therapy, this is the, you know, process for recovery. When it's our mental, emotional, spiritual health, it's not right. a straight line like that. It's, it's, that's not how that works. And I think that that's what makes it so much more difficult. And then like what we've said before, not wanting to be the weakest link in our families or, or our teams or workplaces or whatever that looks like, you know, so I just, I, I love that because I think we're all going to go through things that are really difficult and scare us and are really hard to even want to, want to deal with. Um, but I think if we can make more of those decisions to face those things, whatever they are, then we get the benefit of really being present, maybe that much more in heartache and, and grief and hardship because we have to face it. But then by default, we have more of a capacity to be present in the beautiful, joyous things in our life too. At least that's what I've experienced. The more that I've been willing to face things that hurt me and have been devastating to me and allow God to work through that, the more that I have gained that healing and then been able to really be present that much more because I'm not getting distracted by all the stuff that's like weighing me down all the time. I'm actually able to be that much more present in what's actually in front of me. So that's yeah I think too for us especially for me this is just me talking I'm gonna use a gym a gym thing I love it (laughs) this is just me talking um I learned how to disconnect very easily as a nurse and and in the critical areas that we were in um disconnect like you got to shut that down like I can't I can't have a jelly heart I remember reading a chicken soup for the nurse's soil somebody got me for Christmas and I was the new nurse and they talked, it had a story about nurses with jelly hearts, you know, because your heart just bleeds for every single thing and every person. And yes, that's what gets us into this business, but that's not what's going to keep us in this business. And I think we hardened our, I, I hardened myself to that 
to, to be able to protect myself from things and that there's this really bad disconnect. And like you said, but I also felt for my journey, um, I've had to struggle through some painful things that I didn't want to, um, but God did not promise that things would be easy. Right. He promised that he would be there with you and he will walk with you, but he did not promise that it would be easy. Um, and pain and suffering is part of, is part of it, I think. And we, for myself, I, I mean, I was, I was starting to exercise again. Um, I love to run. That's my passion. I love running. Um, it's a different relationship now because now I listen, a lot of the time I listen to spiritual or Christian music when I run, when I never did before. I used to listen to angry music, like, you know, really angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it goes back to like changing the tapes and changing your inputs and what are you putting yeah. into your brain and what right. are you around you. And that was really big for me. Like, what am I, what am I doing with myself? And I mean, of course I would, I, many a times I was out at the bar drinking, um, doing that game because I didn't want to feel, I want to be numb. So I'm going to drink and I'll feel better, you know, and really having to like sit with yourself and sit with those emotions and real. And I used to say to people, I'm not good at feelings. I'm not a feelings person. I'm not, I'm a cerebral person. I think things through. I don't feel things through. Um, and that was part of my prayers was to please connect me to that so that now I can, I can do that. And the self-care has been, has been huge. Um, the, I can't, I can't even explain it. And I've learned through some of the stuff that, that I've been reading and researching and stuff with burnout and resilience and things like that. Um, we have to find a way because we do switch on, like Jim said, we switch on and we're on Mm -hmm. and you have to. We have to do that as first responders and, and healthcare professionals to be able to function in the area that we are. As we talked about last week, I love being on that edge. I love it. I love being up there. How do I get back down? Yeah. Right. So that's the key. That is, is the, the switch key. off is the it's key. How do you switch off? And how do you not come in the door? And I don't, I don't, you know, how do you come in the door and have to suddenly be a wife or a, a mother or a husband or um, you know, you're no longer the nurse, you're no longer the paramedic, you're no longer saving lives or taking care of people. And now you got to come back into this role. And I think separating myself from nursing and being all my, cause I lost it. I lost it all. I wanted to do flight nursing. I, you know, I was on board to do all of those things and that's where I was going. And then, and I was nurse, 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 and I was never Teresa. And what is Teresa like to do? What does Teresa yeah. want to do? And when I lost all of that, um, then you have to figure out who you want to be or what you want to do. And that was kind of like part of the journey for me and still loving nursing. I, but how do I make it work in my life for me too? Right. Also being, having other passions and other things that I enjoy to do and um, helping people in this way. Like this is not something I ever would have thought I ever would be doing ever. In my life. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and I'm telling you, this is, this process has not been mine. It is not mine at all. And, um, I can say that, you know, that was my prayer. It was mind, body, and soul. And he has now healed me to the connection of, I can help others by sharing my story of how, yeah. I, how I got here. Um, right. gaining information and from this podcast and from other podcasts, I've been able to, to connect the dots, to figure out that this is where my purpose is again, where I'm supposed to be going is I'm supposed to be sharing right. difficult situations for others so that maybe they, maybe I can help somebody. You know, that's cool too. Cause like, so for me, 
I like to call the autumn of my career. You know, I'm 50. I don't want to be 10 years from now still on the rig, you know, but what I'm, what I'm seeing is cause I had that, I had that prayer. Like, am I supposed to still be doing this? Like when we were starting this ministry, I was like, God, I'll give it up now. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Cause it was one of those seasons where you feel like you're hearing nothing, you know? And Ashley, I know you familiar with seasons when you feel like you're like, like, where are you, man? <laughs> like, what is going on? But so I prayed that prayer and it was like, no. And it was like that, like you're here now and you're supposed to watch over the other ones, you know, cause there's so many that are just like, I think what happens at least for me was like, you, you're given this heart, like God will heal you to where you, you'll be shaken, but you'll never be shook. If that makes sense, yeah. you know, but it's just now it, it's bigger than just being a paramedic. The perspective is different and the responsibility of it all is different, you know, and, and, and this has been an incredible medium. I love doing this for that reason. And it blows my mind to hear more and more people, people I, I never thought in a million years ever would be listening. This has been cool, a very cool medium. And it's super humbling to have it affect you in such a way that it's just click something on within you to where now you're now you have people coming to you and say, Hey, what's this all about? It's you very know? weird too, because, um, in that morning time that I take for myself, um, sometimes I'll blog and I've never, I've always journaled. I did, And you said it last week when you were like, if you got stuff to deal with journal that like, and I was like, yeah, I, and I, I, but I haven't done it in a really long time. And I, but I did a blog, um, when I was really, really going through the heavy stuff, um, in 2017, when everything was hitting me, I was like, I don't know how to, what I'm thinking or feeling, and I don't know how to say it. And I don't want to talk yeah. to anybody. So how do I, cause I'm a very private person. I'm a very shy person. And so me even talking out loud, this, you know, is, is quite, is quite, um, out of my comfort zone. And, um, so I started blogging and I blogged for myself and in that time of blogging and things, you're able to process emotions and you're able to process things and thinking of things that have happened. And, um, and like you were saying, you know, with, with difficult calls, whatever, whatever's in my mind, I, I mean, I would do, I would start doing that. And that process also was where I realized like my purpose is, is to help others in a way of bringing them. Like I've been this voice, this, this week has been insane as far as like, I've had so many conversations with people about God and it's in asking me questions or coming to me. And, and I'm like, I can share my story and say, this has not been me. I mean, I've, I mean, to be honest, to put it out there, I've lost a significant amount of weight. Um, I've gotten healthier. I've started exercising. I'm doing all those things, but I don't give any of that credit to myself because I could not have done it by myself. Right. Um, all of the credit of it. And so coming from that place is the glow or the passion is what I have is coming from him. So I'm able to now talk to people about God that may not have ever even thought about it in the journey that they're in. And, um, I'm just so humbled and grateful that he's using me in this way that I'm able to do that, you know? Yeah. One of the prayers that I've said is, is, and I end the prayer that I've done almost daily, um, allow me to bring others to the flock. 
and use me as a vessel to bring others to the flock so that they can see your blessings. That's awesome. And I'm very blessed to have, to have been grown up in a family and to grown up with a very spiritual and faithful faith-based family and my father, especially. And I'm, I'm very blessed with that, but other people are not. Yeah. Right. And I think there's an intimidation to that. Um, how do you even start? Like, how do you even get to know him if you can't even get into the door? Yeah. And, right. Um, I think that having people that can talk freely about it and, and bring new Christians in or talk freely about their faith and show their love and happiness about it allows people to feel comfortable. Cause if you feel uncomfortable about something, you're not gonna, you're not yeah. gonna, yeah. you're not, and you're not going to go to church. You're, I mean, right. you're not going to do those things. And so um, being able to have fellowship and one-on-one with people and, and being able to have a comfortable space that you can trust people right? Space that you can trust to answer questions or talk about it. I think that's really huge too. And it's a lot of it too, is just action, right? Um, I've shared this before, but there's a, there's a motivational speaker guy, I think is his job title, but his name's Inky Johnson. He was like, grew up in horrible poverty, lifelong dream to play in the NFL. He finds his way to college and all these things. And it's like the first game of his senior season. Once they're like, all you got to do is play these last 10 games. You're signed, you're going, you'll be in the first round draft pick. First game, which would be like a non-conference game against air force last play of the game. He makes a tackle and, injures his spine so he's that like his arm is paralyzed his arm and hand are paralyzed so so god sends him on this journey to be a motivational speaker and just basically was like and man he tells this dude tells a story of laying there and really realizing like that's all you were going to use your blessings for were just to play this game it's like holy smokes and now you know and, and like when people ask him about this injury, aren't you mad? How are you not mad at God? And he's like, what? He's like, through this injury, my dad came to Christ. Like through this injury, all these people, you know, but he says something that's just to me has been, is just super important. He says that in life, you'll find people that won't need to hear a sermon. They'll need to see one. Yeah. And so by our actions or by this, this isn't by any stretch of the imagination, a sermon, but it's just putting ourselves out there and sharing information and stories and all that stuff, you know, and that was the whole idea. When I shared this with Ashley back before I ever started, the whole plan was so people could kind of ease into this. They could listen to it in their earbuds. Their partner didn't necessarily have to know what they were listening yeah. to. And it was just like opening the door to church, you know, finger quotes in a different way. And that whole idea sparked from one little thing that our pastor doesn't even remember saying. But a few years back, he said in a, in a Sunday service, he said, there are a million ways to do church, pick one, and then basically launching us all to go do our thing. I think it was in the experiment for a season yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah. like right there, like in that, at the end of service prayer, I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to do a podcast. Just that simple. And then I would ask people, what do I do? And I'd be, you just do a podcast. <laughs> like, you know, I think I told you that. You told me that. I mean, don't you think it's profound though? Because in this time and we have to go through pain, like Inky, you have to go through something painful to realize what the blessing is on the other side. 
but you don't know it at the beginning. Oh, yeah. You know, no. <laughs> you don't know what you're going into. I mean, this has been a process for me since since I left. So a year and a half of this process, it's not just started yesterday. I mean, it has been right. a, my entire life too, but to get me to where I am in this realm where I want to be able to share God's blessings to other people. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I don't wish any hardship on anybody. You know, I, I, I pray for peace and joyful lives, like a hundred percent. Right. But I do know that, what I walk through, I've had to decide is what I'm holding on to worth holding on to and is the good that God promises me better, you know, those types of things. And I think that those hardships have maybe come face to face with certain things. And like you said earlier and earlier tonight that I've had to ask those questions of who do I want to be? What I want my life to look like, you know, what am I going to think? What am I going to believe? And, um, I think that those hard times brings you to that edge where you, you have to decide because you can't keep bearing more than you can't keep doing. I mean, you can keep doing right. I mean, you you can, you you can, absolutely. It's ill-advised. (laughs) <laughs> you, you can destroy yourself. You mean you you can? Right. You can. But, but I, I, yeah, yeah. I I think that those are the times where I've really been able to like all those chips have been laid out, and I've actually seen things in some ways more clearly than I did before. And I've been able to look at okay, this is this is not worth hanging on to anymore. This is doing me no benefit. It's hurting me more than it's helping me. And I I choose to go forward and and grow and heal and change and and take hold of what God has for me. And that's the blessing, you know, and I think God is not, if you know, pound you over the head, you're not doing good enough type thing, but he knows the good and the blessing that he has for us. And, you know, like there's, uh, Pastor Jim has said it before too. And I think taking a different context, but that God doesn't use people to build buildings or, or build things he uses things to build people you know right. through that process we grow and so yeah 100 percent. And, and i think you have to have you have to have faith you have yeah. to have faith that he knows better for you than what you know and that's me that's my fight that's always yeah. my fight. be still and know that i am god that is my verse because to me it's a command to stop being you your stuff like let me handle this. That's, that's his promise to us is like, he will take care of those things as long as you have faith in him and you give it up to him and yeah, yeah. But, but, right. I fix it. but maybe I can fix it this way. <laughs> maybe I can do it better. Right. And, you know? And so you, you kind of, like I said, he's got his own humor and sometimes you kind of get those things back into your face a little bit yeah, yeah. because he's, he wants you to have faith in him. And, um, you know, it was a leap of faith for me to leave my family and to go across the country and to go in all these new places and stuff like that. And, um, and there, in, but in that it's brought me closer to him to be where I am able to now sit past the pain, past everything that I've gone through and able to now be able to give my advice of what I have learned to other people so that maybe that they can come through their pain as well. Absolutely. Amen. Perfect. Well, all right. Mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just cue the so, music. <laughs> right, cue it. Anyway, you know, thanks for coming back. 
You're we welcome. appreciate it. These are the kind of episodes that need to go out right now. Mm-hmm. Like I started the night by telling you guys how frustrated I've been all week, and this has been refreshing. These have been two back-to-back stellar episodes, and we really mm-hmm. appreciate your time. Thank you very much for, for having me on again. It's, it's a very humbling experience, and I'm just very grateful that I can um, that you're allowing me this this space. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. All right. Peace. Peace.